What's up, y'all, and welcome back to the Jack Vita and Stephanie LaGrosa Kendrick Show. I'm Jack Vita. I'm Stephanie LaGrosa Kendrick. We're back once again, aren't we? We are back talking traders and all things fun. <laughs> what do you got, traders. Jack? What do you think? What do you think about traders this week? Talk. Oh, I Episode got a lot of seven. Episode mm-hmm. 7, Blood on Their Hands. First and foremost, before we get into it, make sure you guys subscribe to the YouTube channel here. If you're watching on YouTube, we got a bunch of you guys subscribing uh, last week, which is great. And comment your questions for Stephanie. Steph, I forgot to tell you, we got hmm. some listener questions for you today. We'll oh, get great. to those later on. Yeah, so great. people commented their questions for Stephanie. Um, make sure you guys Perfect. do that today. Like I said, last week we got a lot like probably like 97 percent of people watching this aren't even subscribed so hit subscribe turn on those notifications and then you're not gonna have to dig through reddit or wherever people are posting this podcast for you to find it just hit subscribe and we're also on spotify apple Podcasts, wherever it is that you get your podcasts so we've also got a guest joining us today steph i can't wait my good old tell them yeah my good old puerto rican friend (laughs) Bam. My my good one. old Puerto Rican buddy Bam. <laughs> season one. Bam, Bam who left way too us. early for my liking. But what are you gonna do? Bam will be on with us a little later. Good yes. friend of mine, by the way. Good friend. No, everybody's a good friend of Jack, in case you want to know. <laughs> good friend of mine. Uh Bam. Great friend. Good friend of yours. They go they go way back. Now, here's the thing, the difference between Jack and I. I would not say he's a good friend of mine. He's a good friend I met on the show, but I don't know a ton about Bam. Like, I don't go way back with him. I like him a lot. I would like for him to be a good friend of mine. But, I mean, I would not say we're, like, good friends, Jack. (laughs) But Jack met him once, so they're best friends. (laughs) Jack's a little younger than me. I think think he's a little bit... um, not as hard as me, so you know. I'm more of an. He's, I'm more he's of a, a little. He's a little nicer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more of like an open book where I like share a moment with somebody, and now we're like we're tight. You're you're so tight. No, I we're love tight, Bam. Yeah. We got <laughs> as tight as we could get in the first like I don't know six five days, and then, but then I saw him in New York, and I met his beautiful now wife, and I'm excited to have big news because I'm hanging out with Bam again soon. Like on yes. some sort of crazy thing we're going to talk about later. So anyway, yes, Bam, Bam is a friend, a very nice friend of mine who's Puerto, <laughs> Ri- who's Puerto Rican. <laughs> and I love him because Puerto Ricans and Italians go well together. <laughs> Thank you, Sandra, for that quote. Thank you, uh, Sandra. Love that quote. Big Sandra fans, especially today. We'll talk about that. Do you know what yes. Bam's real name is, by the way? I'm just curious. Well, because I'm such good friends with him. No, I don't. What is it? Why don't you enlighten me? I probably do. I'm just not remembering at this moment. If you had to guess, can you take a stab at it? Isn't it like Robert or something? Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Oh, really? See, I am good friends with Bam. See that? (laughs) He's a he's a Rob. I think he could. I think he could be a Rob. I think. Yeah. Because of his Instagram. I think whenever I tag him, it's like Robert Bam something or something. Because we have big news coming together soon. Yeah, we're big doing news, something together. So and don't I've been think, tagging don't him think, a lot on my Instagram. <laughs> my don't social. you think he'd be more of a Rob than a Robert? 
No, he wears those glasses. He looks very Robert yeah, to me. That's true. Actually, yes. Depends on what look he's going for. If he's got yeah. like the fedora and the glasses, he's then he's Robert. Robert. Exactly. If he's, if he's in like, his gym like, clothes and he's working out yeah. and getting all buff, he's Rob. Yeah. That was when I when I hung out with him. He was like he was wearing like workout clothes and like, so he was like Rob. He was, yeah, he was Rob then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So. We've got uh, another big episode of the Traders today that we're going okay. to discuss. So first and foremost, yes. this was a different format from all of yes. the other episodes. And when you, whenever you introduce a new format or you change things up, there's going to be differing opinions. Some people love it. Some people hate it. Yeah. I have several thoughts on this. And first and foremost, I just want to lead off by saying I've been loving season two. I've been yes. loving the Traders as a franchise. A big fan. We wouldn't be doing the show every week if we weren't obsessed with the traders. Steph and I will talk about the traders when we're not even on this podcast because we're such big fans. We're in a group chat with Bam and a bunch of other people from season one where we talk about the traders and all the stuff you guys are going on with. We I've been loving this season. Having yes, said great that, season. I, f I felt like this episode was a bit of a letdown. I know. Why do you feel that way? I felt like the first half was amazing. We're coming off. We've got so much momentum from the last episode. Stuff right. is really starting to intensify. It seems like they might get another trader. We've got this whole thing with Peter. He declines the invitation. There's so much. Which drama. I called. We've got, which I called. You did. You and Rachel both. Congrats. Rachel too. Yeah, because we know. We know how those people are. Okay, so go ahead. So um, Peter declines the invitation. Mm -hmm. There was a lot that is happening there. I'm surprised, by the way, Sager didn't go ape on poverty. <laughs> Seriously, because she yeah. was like letting poverty do it. But I guess it was poverty in her own hot water after that. I and mean, once he declined, she's like dead in the water. The edit is not showing it, but I think she's dead in yeah. the water. So go ahead. And. In addition to all of that, we've got this whole numbers game. It looks like we're setting up for a huge banishment, pivotal vote, right. lots of stuff happening. And then the second half of the episode, or at least the last third, we don't do anything with it. We kind of pump the brakes. And now I felt like we killed some of the momentum that we're building. I thought we were setting up for a big, big vote, big, big banishment. And instead, mm -hmm. we walk away from this episode, no murder, no banishment. And I felt like there was more to be desired. I agree with that. And I can't help but wonder if it was on the production side of things. And if production stepped in and did that for some reason, because of the numbers of the game and episodes. And that's why it would be great if we had a Sandra or somebody come on and explain this to us. Um, because that part, I loved the whole going around though with the fire and picking people like, yeah, that's different. And there was no banishment and that sucked. I get that. But that was pretty cool because that shows really where people stand and the whole CT and Trishel dynamic. I mean, I felt terrible for Trishel and I actually think CT felt terrible too. But if you heard what he said, like when you're put in that position and you're like, it's kind of a fight or flight moment and your back's up against the wall and you're like in this game mode, you're not thinking a friend, you're thinking of the game. And I don't know what his connection with John is or whatever, but I think he felt bad about that. Um, but either way, it does suck because poverty was next to go at that round table, which would have been another trader. And now that's off the table. So she's kind of safe. So from a faithful standpoint, that's brutal. 
and very disappointing. Um, and it's never been done before. Uh, so a lot is different this season. So I wonder why from a production standpoint that was done. It's obviously something with the numbers. Um, you know, but that's what happens with these shows. Like not everything's set in stone. Same thing with Survivor. Yeah. You know, and just because the first season went this way doesn't mean the second season's going this way. It doesn't even mean the same number of people. It doesn't even mean the same number of traitors, banishments, whatever, murders, recruits, whatever it may be. And you sign up for these things and you've got no rebuttal as a contestant. Like production is production. So I still think it was a great episode. I understand what you're saying from a fan's point of view um, because Parvati probably should have went. Now there's no burnt banishment. But listen, that's how the cookie crumbles. <laughs> <laughs> I think that you're 100% right on the production side of things. I personally think Parvati was going to go next. And I think they misdirected that she's, a little bit with the edit. She still to might make it go. Look like, yeah, I think they misdirected a little bit in the edit to make it look like it was it, Peter was going to go out. And I'm sure that it was going to be a tight vote. It was going to be a big vote. However, I think they were fearful that if they lose Parvati and now they only have one trader left and Dan has hinted to the group that Phaedra is a trader and Trishel is all over that. This season could wrap up in a matter of like two more days and they need to stretch this yeah. thing out until 11 episodes. So I think that's a big part Seven, of what happened eight, here. Eight, nine, ten. Well, they're going to recruit again. Parvati's probably going to go and she's going to have the ability to recruit again. Um, so I still think they're going to be sitting pretty, but listen, like you can't have a trader win every season. Right. I think that, I mean, they will get to recruit. It'll be or Phaedra will get to recruit because it looks like Parvati will go out next. Right. Um, and then the other thing, though, will be interesting is, are they going to let Phaedra recruit twice? Did they lose the right to have a third trader or can she get two more chances to bring people in? Yeah, I don't know how it works. I don't think there has to be three at all times by any stretch. Um, but I don't think there can only be one this early in the game or the whole game would be over. So. So you really liked the uh, tribe it was it was a little tribal counselist what i didn't like is they didn't explain why like he just said oh and there's going to be another twist meet me in the woods uh but and actually they didn't i didn't unless i missed it and i like to watch these two and three times and i've only had a chance to watch yeah. this once because it's been a crazy couple of days with my big announcement that we'll announce <laughs> later but um and just mom life and work so i did I miss where he said, like, you two won the shield, so you have it, so one of you can pass the shield, and then that person can pass it, and you're going to have five different... I kind of learned that as they went. They didn't even explain yeah. that. I was like, oh, wait, why would you give... Who got it first, Cherie? Yeah. I'm that like, she doesn't, need, she doesn't need a shield, and then she gets to go give somebody else a shield, and I was like, wait, how many times they get to do this? I didn't even hear the directions. It felt a lot like on Survivor when Jeff Probst is like, you get to bring one person on reward. And then he's like, pick another person, pick another yeah, person. And it, it just keeps going. Okay. 
okay. and it's not explained why. So he, so I just want to make sure I didn't miss that. He didn't explain it. No, he Alan. didn't explain it. Okay. It was very, I watched it. I did watch it uh, three times, actually. I watched it. I was watching it. See, I didn't. Before we got on the call. And I have not had time. Okay. And it was like, it was not well explained. They didn't say why okay. they were doing this. And yeah. And then it was kind of like, like to your point, I do think it's interesting because it does show where people stand. Yes. However, I feel like I would not want, you can't, I don't think you can do this instead of a banishment. This should be the challenge that you do the mission or incorporate this element into a mission. Cause they did that on your season. They did that with like, uh, who's the most popular, who's the person you want to hang out with. If you get stuck on an Island and then you, right. They did that wheel. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, everyone was kind of like dumping on Michael and Michael was just kind of having fun with it. Right. And Kate, everybody was like, they thought Kate was the biggest liar. BS her. Sorry. Um, so yeah, it was kind of like that. So, and then they do, they always, they do this on survivor a lot too. Like they did this on survivor Guatemala where it was like, who you find out, okay, who's coming after you. Cause there were, I think that was when Lydia was like, yeah, you have gone on all these rewards. Coconuts or you you got to throw the tile and break it. Cutting the ropes. And so it's it's always interesting when they do that on survivor, cause you get an idea of the pecking order. But yeah, I just don't want this in place of a banishment. And especially, I, I just, know. I mean, you want to talk about like, if you were in this situation as a faithful, I can't imagine that you would be very happy. Oh, with I would be the pissed. Fact that you get to skip the traders get to avoid being banished around after they just blew like two things in a row. They just lost a trader. And now they they tried to recruit a trader and they didn't do that well. Like the traders are not doing well and they still are getting some kind of they're not being punished really for yeah, not doing Yeah, they that. have such a leg up. I know it's so unfair. It's interesting because I don't really know anybody personally on this cast that's left besides Sandra. Um, you know, I know Janelle personally, and my big announcement also involves Bergie. So I'm excited to meet him and get his take on this. You know, because he's part of this and he's a real faithful. And I'm sure he's like, because now his butt's on the line. So I'm sure this like royally is pissing him off. I can't imagine if I was on the show and I was in this position, I would be like pissed. But what can you do? There's nothing you can do. That's the whole point. And I just think it's the wrong time to do something like this when you you're building up so much momentum from episode to episode. Like, right. I think episode five, episode six, that was the climax of the season so far. Yeah. I felt like we really just kind of lost a lot of that. I mean, I was getting texts from people throughout the week saying that they were starting to lose a little, maybe not lose interest, but they were like, you know, I'm, I'm a little curious to see how this is going to go. Cause we've lost some of the big characters already. Um, they felt like some of that momentum, some people were on the fence about where this goes from here. And I don't think this episode really helps in that regard. Yeah, no, but you know, same thing happened on our season. Like we lost some big characters early on, you know, we lost Reza day one. He was like one of the biggest personalities and then you're losing Ryan and you're losing Kyle. I mean, I remember Kyle saying like, this show's going to suck if we keep losing all these great personalities. And I was thinking to myself, he's right. You know, because all the other people that were left, like the MJs and the Kevins, who are quiet, just stick around because they fly under the radar. Um, So it'll be fine. It's still going to be a fantastic show. It already is. And 
you still have big personalities in there and you still have a lot of game left. And, you know, there's so many more twists and turns that we're not, we don't even know about that are probably coming. So I think it's going to be really awesome. Oh, I agree um, with you. I think it's going to continue to get better. I just think that yes. this was the weakest point in the season so far. A hundred percent. One of my favorite relationships that's forming that I've seen forming <laughs> for a long time. Um, do you know what I'm going to say? I, you're going to talk about Phaedra and CT. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I can't even take it. She like, I, and then his interview, he's like, I mean, she wants to light my door. So I'm not going to say no. I'm like, I can't even take it with him and her. So funny. They are like the lovebirds of the lovebirds that are unspoken lovebirds. <laughs> <laughs> and I love it. I love it. Yes. She protects CT at the, I don't even, I feel like they need a name for whatever that fire exercise was. It felt a lot I to know, me right? like a team building activity that you go on in junior high, like a youth group retreat or something yeah, like that, where it's yeah. like, all right, go, go say something nice about someone else and right. what you like about them and light their torch. Kind of right. Thing. Speaking of that though, I really do think MJ goes next, which if they were smart, they'd probably mm. get rid of Bergie or something. Cause he's like Peter's right hand man. But I think it's going to be like an MJ. Why Just, do you think so that? Phaedra, I don't know. Cause I think Phaedra's in the hot seat too. And they, I think she will want them to think like, well, if I was a traitor, I would never murder MJ. Just like I'd never murder like Tamara, a housewife. So I think she's going to do that. Cause Peter and Bergie are like the obvious ones to get rid of. Cause they're onto them. So well, I think Peter, they got, they got, no, I know, here. but that's yeah. his right hand man. So there's Tr they're just Trishel, it's too obvious. Bergie, MJ and Kate. Those are the four. Trishel, for some reason, I just don't I don't have a feeling. Like I feel like people might start flipping and maybe thinking she's a traitor or something. I don't know. Mm. Or think maybe I hope she you're can right. be recruited. I don't I do not want to lose Trishel. I think she's one of the best characters. I know. I love Trishel. I love, love, love. I love her outfits. I love her wit. I love her charm. I love everything about her on the show. Um, I don't, I don't want her to go either. Trust me, but I don't know. I'm so, and she's so nervous, which means she yeah. really does. There's a lot we're not seeing. That and was the making fact me that, nervous. Me too. And then when he didn't, when CT didn't, why did he say John? Like no one's freaking on to John. What is he thinking? This is a CT move. This is why CT is a little bit of a. I is he a wild card? figure polarizing. Like CT has a long history on the challenge of just. See, I don't watch that. Yeah, he, he like, has a I history don't... of going wherever the wind blows. In terms of, there was a time where on uh, Rivals Two, he kind of strung along his ex girlfriend to get a vote from her to protect him, and then he kind of ditched her after that. And like, there's just a he he does this stuff all the time where he kind of okay. uses the friendships for protection and then doesn't really offer the same kind of protection in that way. So it's, okay, I think that's okay. kind of why Trishel was probably so upset. So hurt. Yeah. She's seen him do this to other people. She had probably thought that maybe CT had turned over a new leaf. And I don't, I don't know the comprehensive history between the two of them. Right. Um, maybe there was a time that he did something like this to her already, but 
you know, it's a CT thing and maybe he's better at separating game from personality or from like personal than the rest of us are. But right. I don't understand what really value that protecting John and he, they didn't, he didn't vocalize it well at all. He just sort There's of said, gotta like, be, this reminds me when I was on Guatemala and it looked like judges took me on a reward and I slit his throat right after that was not how it played out. And that's what it looked like. And really the underlying was Rafe wanted Judd gone because of blah, 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 blah. And I was in a numbers alliance with blah, blah, blah. And I had to go with the numbers. So I don't know. Maybe him and John have something going on that we just haven't seen yet. And that's why he did that. I don't know. But I mean, unless, like you said, he does that all the time. Like, I'm a very loyal person. I played a much different game on Guatemala than I did on Palau because I had to. I was with a group that I was being loyal to. Um, Really, I was mainly just with Rafe, and I was letting him make all the decisions, but I bore the blunt of it. So, I don't know. It's interesting. We'll talk about, at some point, we'll talk about Guatemala in greater detail, but Rafe did a good job of taking a lot of power away from you. And keeping you yeah. from being able to, because I, I know you would have liked to go to the end with Judd, but you couldn't really do a whole lot to flip that vote. Um, and then, like, you, there were other points in that season. So, like, that, though, was a group decision that you went along with. CT had right. an individual decision to make yes. here. Yes. And with Judd, you had only known Judd for, like, 30 days this is someone that CT has known for 20 years. I know, so that's crazy. You can't blame Trishel for being hurt. No, not at all. Not, it sounds like they've had some rocky ups and downs to begin with. And she thought they were finally like, you know, fixing that trust there. And he just blew it all again. So now it's interesting. Like she either has to go and be out of the equation for him. Or if she fix around now, does she like even trust him? And then what's going on with Sandra? Like at first I was like, Oh man, she is like totally against that faithfuls group and totally against Peter. I'm starting to believe, but now she says, I don't know, maybe Peter is like a hundred percent faithful, you know, the most faithful of the faithfuls that I crack up every time she says that, like, it's my favorite line. Um, do you think she's going to flip Sandra and go with the most faithful of the faithfuls? I don't think she's firmly in either group. I think this is a Sandra. This is we're talking about how people play like CT made a CT move. This is the Sandra playbook. I mean, she positions herself well to go where the numbers are or be in the driving seat and make a decision when it's a three, three, you know, three people on one side, three on the other, and she can decide which group she wants to go with. She's probably in the, I think she's in the best position of any faithful out there uh, because she has that, ability to do that and Trishel vocalized this when they had their little faithful of the faithfuls meeting where <laughs> Trishel says ct basically she the way that she laid this out is you got the faithful of the faithfuls i got my note sheet here peter Trishel, john kevin bergy those are your five faithfuls that's those are hardcore faithfuls then you got what ct i think referred to as the queen's court later um which is Phaedra, MJ, Sheree, Parvati, and Kate. Although I don't think, I don't, I think Parvati's just kind of floating over there because she's, you know, she's obviously with Phaedra and she needs some protection and Phaedra's got some numbers over here. 
and this is really a Bravo group. It's four Bravo people. And then they just, uh, Trishel said that CT and Sandra are the swings in the middle. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Huh? Well, it's going to all depend on who gets murdered and where the numbers fall now. So it's interesting because, as you mentioned, there's a lot of talk here early in the episode about the numbers. So we'll start with the faithful, the faithfuls. There's a debate here about Trishel is onto this whole Phaedra's a traitor thing. And she, mm-hmm. her whole point is if we get Parvati out, Phaedra is going to recruit another one of her Bravo people mm-hmm. and they're going to have even more power. And that's a group that's pretty strong intact. Whereas Parvati isn't super tight with that group. It'd mm-hmm. be easier to throw her under the bus um, maybe later on. But Parvati is, she said, basically said, is a dead woman walking. Everybody knows she's a traitor. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that, I'm sure. Um, so she's saying, like, let's get Phaedra out now while we still got this number advantage because we c- any one of us is probably going to get murdered next. Mm-hmm. So this is the big vote coming up. And then Peter, he's arguing, he's like, I got this big plan. We have got to get Parvati out now. Yeah. And this yeah. is where this is something we see a lot on Survivor, where you've got a group, and uh, one move might may be the best move for that particular person, mm-hmm. and then another move might be the better move for that particular person. Because I think Trishel is one hundred percent right. Yeah, I, I think she's think, got a great point. But if, if they don't get rid of poverty, Peter's well, dead after this. Yeah, round. exactly, exactly. So, so Peter is like for for me personally, like I need parvati out of this game because I, she's gonna murder me right and it, it's a dumb move i think it's honestly Which is so obvious it's like yeah. i feel like it's honestly petty because she knows she's gonna lose and there's kind of this heat between the two of them so i may as well yeah. take him out while well I'm it doesn't out. matter because if they take out phaedra parvati's still after this round if he doesn't get another shield going to murder peter then they're going to take out parvati but it depends on who parvati recruits and then they're going to know there's one left So, so at this point, one yeah. way or the other, you know, Peter, if Peter doesn't allude to being on to Phaedra, he may stay safe if they can get rid of poverty and go further. Trishel has a great point because she knows she knows it's both of them. But if she voices that about Phaedra to anybody, she's done. Like she's going to be in the hot seat next. So she needs to keep that quiet. Well, then the other thing that was really interesting is they're having this meeting of the five of them and they're not including anybody in the conversation, which makes a hundred percent sense from their strategy and trust perspective, but also, but it's pissing everyone else off. I mean, that is like unbelievable. That's what cracks me up with, with poverty who just goes in there and is just like, you know, don't mind me just trying to make friends because everybody hates me (laughs) basically, which is hysterical. (laughs) Like it's actually hysterical. Like she's freaking calling it right out. Um, (laughs) and they're like, no, close the door. We need, I mean, Kyle cook did do that to Christian once, which I think was a little bit of his demise because Christian came in like a labradoodle and he was like, Hey, can I talk? And and, and Kyle's like, can you give, give us a minute? Just give us one minute and like close the door on them. He's like, my God, every time I turn around, he's just like there, you know? Um, So I know how that feels like being in the group and like 
pushing that person out and it's shady, man. Cause then people start coming after you. And I think they're pissing off Sandra and they're pissing off Kate and MJ. Well, Kevin's in that group. Right. And all those other people that are like in there. Phaedra. Bad, bad gameplay on their part because this is like on survivor where it's basically like, Hey, we've got our four, we got our five over here. Yeah. And we actually, what we really need is seven or eight in order to get this yeah. vote. And right. by then going to these people later and saying, hey, come on, we need your vote. It's like, well, clearly I'm on the bottom of this. Alliance. I know. This is a social game. I know. I mean, I think they have CT over there. That is just kind of like a floater acting yeah, as CT a floater. So they have CT. Floaters. Yep. No, they like, have, I think they have CT 100%. Okay, think CT and John, totally. and well, he pissed Trishel off for five seconds, but he's in with Trishel. <laughs> and he's in with John because he saved them. Not like John needed saving. So what is it? Five? There's six of them. So who's on the other side? Phaedra, Sandra. Sandra will flip in a heartbeat if she needs numbers. Sa- Sandra, MJ, Phaedra, Sheree, Parvati, and Kate. It's kind of like that. Group. Oh, Parvati and Kate. So it's like 6v6. So basically but, Sandra but is the Sandra swing. Sandra is a swing. Sandra is a swing, and CT is kind of up for grabs too, I think. I think CT will go, would go with the Faithfuls, but it's. I think those two are kind of like the on-the-fence people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you put CT there, it's 6v6 even. So they're going to have to murder one of them. So now it becomes 6v5. And they production basically screwed the faithfuls because they couldn't get yeah. rid of a traitor. Huge, huge, huge screw job. Not a fan yeah. of that personally. Yeah, that's wish that. we really wish we could have gotten something here because I thought we were on pace for another great episode like i thought the first half hour of this was phenomenal yeah i thought that the mission was really funny like i loved when i loved when peter gets dunked in the he goes into the he ends up running into the mud puddle and the like tone is set when trichelle is like i thought it was so funny i was like laughing at him. <laughs> watching this bachelor in the mud my favorite was john and poverty though i mean poverty was like trying so hard to be so nice and sweet to him and turn on the charm and she's like listen i need more people to like me in this game maybe i can flip john and she kept saying are you okay checking on him and just him running like a penguin is like hilarious because he like doesn't bend his knees and no. he just waddles it's just so funny I got, that that challenge was hysterical and then they go off in these bird nests and you hear screaming like that is so funny that was a great it challenge was, it was a great challenge loved it um let's see what else parvati is really not doing well i think she like i mean this is a thing this is again this isn't just a one episode thing but oh my goodness at the breakfast where she's like all right who got recruited yeah but honestly, I like that she's doing that because she is dead in the water and she is still there. They know she's a traitor and she's just like, I'm not going to like act. I would be shaking in my boots like, oh, they think I'm a traitor. How am I going to like I would just be trying to be like nice. Everybody. She's just like, screw it. She's like, all right, you got the letter. Somebody got recruited. And like, she's just calling it out. Do you know how hard? I'm not that type of person. I don't really call stuff out unless I really like it backed against a wall. So I don't know, maybe I would, but I think it's hilarious that she's actually just 
saying it. And Peter is like, and it looks like Peter's so nervous. And her thought process is, she's like, maybe I can flip it. I mean, she's not gonna, but she's like, maybe I can flip it and make it look like he, because now he's going to say, he's going to pull a Christian and be like, you know, I got recruited. I'm telling you the truth. I mean, he already whispered it to John at the table. John was like, he just said, I got, I'm going to talk to you later. I, I honestly don't feel that way though about, I don't think Peter seems nervous at all in these confrontations. I think he's holding I, his own. Oh, he is. But I felt like sitting there at the breakfast, he looked a little nervous. Really? Like, I, I think he I wanted to that. say, but he, oh, I, I thought he did, but I think he's doing a great he, job. I think, yeah. I think they're going to believe him over Trishel because he already had the mastermind plan to begin with, which got yeah. a traitor out. So I think they're going to go with him again on this and it's going to be poverty. It's not going to be Phaedra. Trishel brings up a great point though. Either way, both are right. They've got these traitors pinned. I thought he played it cool. I thought he did a good job. I think Parvati's doing a really bad job and it's like, it's good TV, but I think she knows she's done. So she, I don't she think knows. she really cares. I don't think she really cares. She's just going to kind of, you know, play up the, not be very nice to people. Phaedra tells her. Oh, that's hilarious. Nice. When Phaedra tells her You need to be that. more lovable. <laughs> I know. She's, she, she's like giving her a lesson on niceness and charm. <laughs> and she's like, really? She's like, well, I'm really trying. I mean, everybody here hates me or whatever she said. That was hysterical. <laughs> I was like, oh, these two are having a heart to heart while they're murdering someone. Um, hey, let's bring Bam in to talk well, he's not about. Here yet. Oh, okay. I thought we had to bring him in. Okay, that's fine. Um, Gino, he's, he's getting in. We'll bring him in in a second. He's just okay. Yeah, a couple more things. Um, yeah, I just thought that with some of these lines, she keeps saying she can manipulate Peter. She's not able yeah. to. She's trying to. Yeah. She says, yeah. we got a traitor in the house. She says, raise your hand if you got the letter. No one's playing along. Like, I, I just, I don't think she's played it well at all. Maybe she's past the point of caring, but. I think it's a lot of wishful thinking. I, I, I think she's um, delusionally positive, <laughs> 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 which is great. Like, whatever. At least she's not laying down and being walked all over, you know, like a doormat. So is there anything Some? else before we bring Bam in on this episode that we should comment on before we get his opinions on things? No, because he's going to he's going to want to talk about all this, too. So we're going to probably talk about all this again. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's going to add a unique perspective. That's as, right. And as a as a he knows what it's like to be murdered early by one of his. Yeah, best friends. Sucks. All right, Bam, we're bringing you in right now. Oh, he's already flexing. He's already flexing. Oh, there he is. There I'm he ready, is. I'm getting ready for the cruise, Steffi. Oh, yeah. We only have a year to plan. We only have a year to get in shape now. That's Come it. on. That's it. Don't do it all in one day. What's up? What's up, Jack? How we doing? Bam, we're we're good friends, right? Wouldn't you say we're good friends? Yeah, yeah. We're, so, we're good friends. My real question is, uh, who are you putting money on? Who am I putting money on? On wh what? The Super the, Bowl? Yeah, the Super Bowl. There's only one important game. That's Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> okay i'm gonna say i'm gonna go we'll do a super bowl picks now because you're bringing us here bam bam by the way we should mention first of all great to have bam back on we had him on last summer we did like two hours together we just talked and talked and talked and i feel like you know that that's the thing with all of us here we can we can all just talk we're italians and puerto ricans like we're that's it. That's a good time. <laughs> loud and ignorant <laughs> And I'm going to keep it PG-13 this time. <laughs> Me too. Me too. I Very already good. dropped an S. 
I caught myself. I dropped an S word. I'm not trying to burn the next time I go to church. (laughs) (laughs) Just light a candle. Go to confession. You'll be good. (laughs) So Bam played football at Syracuse. There are a number of NFL players that he's played with and against. So he's a great, I really wanted to have him on Super Bowl week. So I look forward to hearing his thoughts. And actually I'll give one you mine. Kelsey when we played against them at Cincinnati. So no. So you, you played against Travis Kelsey. Yep. How about we that? Did. We did. Wow. <laughs> no biggie, oh. Steph. I'm washed <laughs> though at this point. I, I just struggled to get up this morning and like <laughs> one side feels longer than the other for no reason. You know, like I like cracking my knuckles. I, I, I'm a hot mess right now. Listen, that's years of being a big time athlete. You know, uh, it wears on you. That's it. That's it. I mean, I'm nothing like your husband because he made the MLB. So that's why that's Listen, where the washed up part comes. He's got all kinds of cracking and that's things it. going on and dad bod and all the things. Don't you give him too much uh, credit. He's married an <laughs> Italian, so I'm sure you whip him in shape. <laughs> As he's Same golfing thing. right now. As he's golfing right now, and I'm like, do you know how many things I'm doing? We gotta get <laughs> what did oh, I miss? Steph, wouldn't you say he's a he's a rob right now instead of a Robert? He's a rob. We had a whole conversation about you. Because Jack, again, you're his best friend and he, I'm, you're one of my really good friends. And I'm like, Jack, can we talk about like your idea of really good friends? Anyway, you'll have to listen. You'll have to watch. We have, and then he's Jack, like, don't be a, Jack, don't be a hoe. You know, there's a, you can only have so many best friends. Okay? Right. I'm like, Jack, maybe it's different age groups. I'm like, I don't call many people my. OK, anyway. So then he's like, do you even know Bam's like real name? And I'm like, actually. Uh, no, I don't think I do, but I'm sure you do because you're his best friend, but whatever. But then I was like, wait, isn't it like Robert or something? And he was, and I knew, I did know it. So then we went into a whole thing. Here's the Spanish part, Steffi. It's actually Roberto. I love that. I was like my Puerto Rican best friend. I love that. We we make you feel safe, but dangerous at the same time. That's right. That's right. They keep, they keep their friends close and their enemies close. Everyone needs a Puerto Rican friend. Like everyone. Everybody. Everybody. (laughs) Because listen, they got your back, I bet. They do. It's like an Italian. They I'll do. have your back if I. <laughs> Wait. So then we named you Rob when you don't wear. He's like, I don't really see Robert, and I was like, Yeah. When he wears the glasses and he's got the fedora, that's Robert. Oh, I have it right here. <laughs> here no, I said, I said he's. I said you could be a Rob, and then she said you're a Robert when you have the glasses and the fedora. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was like when I, That's the business Rob right there. That, that no, that's Robert, and then Rob yeah. is like no glasses. Flexing like right his now. muscles, the hat. Well, now you're wait, wrong. So what's Bam then? I don't know. Bam's just Bam. Bam's <laughs> like, Bam's going on the cruise with me. Oh, and we're going to be doing all kinds. All right, guys, <laughs> give the announcement. We'll come back to the football later. Give the announcement. Oh, yeah. You guys never picked. Okay, Bam. We got big news coming. We do. Big news already. They probably already know about it because they follow us on our socials and everybody watching right, right now already knows. Uh, team That's Bam right. All the way. So we'll be uh, April Team Bam. Uh, we'll be on the Royal Caribbean Oasis, right? That's right. Heading Oasis to the, the Caribbean sea. for a uh, uh, murder mystery cruise where you get to hang out with 13 of your uh, trader buddies. That's um, right. Season one and two. Um, each one of us will have our own dedicated team. Um, That's right. Obviously, you want to join Team Bam for the competitiveness and the good time. 
My uh, best friend, Puerto Rican. My best Puerto yeah. Rican friend, team Ben. Oh, and once Dan, my team Dan. fills up, you can go to team Steph. You know, Steph, the best Italian, the best Italian on the whole <laughs> cruise. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But you get a chance to win 50K. So that's the, that's the big that's prize. Right. That's right. So we are hosting uh, traders that we're not allowed to say traders cruise, basically. And we're going to play the game of traders on the cruise. You can win up to $50,000. And hang out with us. And it's not just the game. We're not just going to do the game. We're going to dance and go to the pool and hang out and go to shows and go to the beach. And Bam's going to host a workout with his Unlimited drinks and margaritas. And we're going to drink some margs. That's right. And we're going to bang out some push-ups. That's right. And it's going to be amazing. So you guys, but you do have to sign up. There's only 100. Actually, there's 105 spots per team. There's only 100 spots-ish per team. There's 13 of us. It's me, Bam. Rachel, Janelle's coming, Bergie's coming, Michael, a whole bunch. There's a whole crew of us. Your survivor so go girl's to coming. Sandra, I'm yep. so excited. Sandra just signed on. So go Good to Puerto Cruise. Rican friend. Another Puerto Rican. Good Puerto Rican friend to have. Dallas out. Cruise, <laughs> cruiseofdeception.com. She's the female. You're the male. Um, cruiseofdeception.com if you guys want to come on this cruise with us next April next 2025 and it's actually selling out like it's really like people are booking like crazy so I'm really excited about it so you guys are obviously very excited before we get back into the episode I think we got to have a like ESPN first take here I need you guys shouting at each other why should someone why is your team bam why are you a better (laughs) captain and a better team than stephanie (sighs) i wouldn't say better because i don't want to end up on a milk carton you know uh and disappear (laughs) and end up uh, as a netflix documentary um but you know why can't we work together why can't we work together here and just make sure our teams fill up immediately you know um no we're definitely going to leverage each other's teams for sure uh, but at the end of the day, um, uh, doesn't matter whose teams you're on. It's going to be a good time. You're going to see us for who we are, normal people, um, uh, that happen to get picked for some cool experiences. Um, and you know, you get to hang out with us for seven days in the water pretty much. And that's what I told people. Like so many people are messaging me, friends, family, even just anybody. Just people are DMing me. And I'm like, listen, if you don't want to sign up with my team, I don't care. I'm still gonna hang out. We're all gonna hang out. Like that's the thing. It's gonna be one big party. Yeah, and then there's gonna be gonna competition. Be uh, if, oh. if you're not taking shots with us at the pool <laughs> or going face first down the water slide, you're doing it wrong. You know what I mean? Oh. I and there is gonna be short shorts on, cheetah print. That has, you know, name tag band. Things might get crazy. I mean, Michael. Michael already has his fanny bag ready to go. Like he's like already wearing it. And Christian is going to be in like his tidy whities. I can't even take it. I'm sure. This is going to be. I went to the Savannah Bananas last night, and I was like this. Can Christian play baseball? Because I can so see him doing the things. <laughs> I saw so many grown men twerking. I was like, if I, my son is going to be the principal's office tomorrow because he's going to be twerking and doing like all this. I was like, oh. I always God. see their. I always see their videos on social media. It's like it's 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 actually fun, right? It was the most yeah. entertaining. Yeah. I was like, this is way better than normal baseball. And my husband was a baseball player. <laughs> like, it's so much more fun. Oh my gosh, it was great. But no, seriously, we just need you to sign up for the cruise, either on Bam, Team Bam or Team Steph. 
get on the cruise. There's a lot of people are going to win. You know, there's winners from each team. So there's, it comes down to a winner on each team. And then on the last day, they all go head to head for one final winner. Yeah. Or, I mean, if the, if all, they get all the traders out, which I don't know how they're going to do that. Cause you're not going to know the people on the other team. You're going to have one day to be like your shady or trader, get out. Um, anyway, so the Angels could take it. So it could be multiple people as winners, but the details are on the website. So check it out because we didn't really fully explain it. Tom. Yes. Yes. Cruise of deception. Deception And it's on Oasis of the Seas, which is supposed to be a gorgeous ship. And it sails through the Caribbean. We're going to Jamaica out of Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. Check it out. Very exciting things coming down the pipeline for these guys is in 2025 in the spring. uh, You want to sign up now. Bam. What'd you think of the episode last night? Uh, my, uh, my honest opinion, my honest opinion, I think they dragged, they, they extended the season by not killing anyone (laughs) in that episode. Right. Production got involved. That's it. Um, because they're on to, um, they're on to them. And, you know, Dan really threw the wrench when he, when he threw Phaedra in there. Um, because it was so funny as I was watching the show with Nikki, my, my wife, I was like, watch him throw Phaedra. And she's like, no, no. I'm like, he's gonna do it because if, if he sells them hard enough and they vote her out, then in his mind, you know, he's like, Hey, I would never vote out a trader. You know what I mean? And it's going to buy him time. But since he still got voted out, Trishel was right on the money. Cause yeah. she's actually, she's actually smart. She's like, yeah. the, she's a silent killer. And the faithfuls are kind of dumb, not protecting her um, over Pete. Cause at the end of the day, Pete, I, I want to call him pistol Pete, but pilot Pete, he's like, <laughs> he's like a, a shield, right? Like, and um, she's really like, she's on it. And she is, I, but I, I, I think if they allowed a banishment to happen, they would have got um, uh, this, the survivor girl. Sorry, what was, what's her Parvati. name? Parvati. Yeah, they would have got Parvati out. And then Trishel would have turned them on Phaedra. Right. Now, I think they thought that Pete was going to convert to traitors. And quite frankly, I probably would have converted. I don't know, Steph. I'm I know. Well, he's I his personality, I called it. I was like, he's not going to take it. Yep. But I probably would have taken it because if you don't, you're, you're getting you might not be, you're not next, but you might be the one after next. Like you're getting murdered at some point. But here's the difference of the game. In our season, you're taking it. In this season, you have yeah. a chance to win a shield. Yeah. And like we're built, you and I are built to compete. Right? right. Hence why you pick us on the cruise. You and I are built to compete. So right. like if I know my ass is on the line, I'm I'm chasing you're that going shield. all out. Yeah. I'm I'm getting that shield. Like you're not gonna yeah. get me with a net because I'll cut that net. Like you're yeah. not gonna get me on the, the waxy mud because I'll swim out of that. But right. like I think he knew like he was ready to sacrifice himself. But that I think that whole episode was a wash. It, it like he still could have taken it and said, like, I got recruited, you guys, and I would never turn on you and lied right to their faces, which is what these games are. And I know it's everything he's not. And maybe he just feels he couldn't have lied well enough. I was that way at one well, time. He was, I have, like the, he was acting like the kid that was like, 
you know when a kid like accomplishes something wants to only tell like their friends you know what right I mean? like, right that hole in the room with the five people right. like no you can't come in how bad would that how would that have gone down on our season if only uh, like I five people told them to kick rocks or f off I'm you sitting know? right here. <laughs> right. Go ahead, talk. I and mean, I'm going to follow you around the castle. Like, yeah. that's how that would have went on our season with our people. I would have been that ex-girlfriend for sure. Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> no, but I think, you know, if to your point, if he, ex- he exposed it um, that morning, all eyes would have been on her. 100%. You know, her only her only flip could be like, hey, there's, it, there's no way it's a coincidence that you call out two traders in a row. Right. You know, and. But because be he didn't angle. expose it, she, Harvey really tried to be like, all right, well, somebody got recruited. Who was it? You know, and she was really trying yeah, to like. Player. I mean, she's a, she, you could tell that yeah. girl, that girl can manipulate, break feelings, hurt feelings. Oh uh, yeah. She's, you know, she's a heartbreaker for sure. She'll leave no stone unturned. I mean, they're onto her, but it doesn't right. matter. Like, she's not even, she doesn't even care. I mean, Sage was telling her to be nicer in the turret. She's like, you have to be a little nicer. But Phaedra knows I'm going to make number. a prediction, she guys. I'm going to make a prediction and say, Parvati is not going to be nicer next episode. I just don't. I don't think 100%. It's not. 100% not. <laughs> Definitely not. tear that castle apart. Uh-huh. Uh, that's why that's why they're they're playing the games the the numbers game right now. That's why so we were trying to figure that out. So I personally they're saying CT and Sandra are swings. I think Sandra's more with the Bravos and the Phaedra and that group and I think CT is with Trishel and John. So right now I think it's even. I think there's 12 left. I think there's 6 and 6. And one of them has to go because they freaking missed the whole round table so it's going to be who's going to go it's going to be trishelle or Bergy or like an mj right one of them I, are going to go I, they're I going to be mj was going because i i think i think like, mj's going too i think i hope least, it's mj he's in the bottom of the pole on the bravo side and yeah. you know like she's kind of uh sacrificial in that sense right right i, I mean it's smart to get rid of Bergy because he's pete's right hand man and he's on to them but then it's so right. obvious right so now, Sage so doesn't know. You don't ruin the numbers. Like they still have the numbers. There's a, I think it was seven five or something like that. So yeah, well, I think it's six and six. But I mean, if CT's really with them and Sandra's with them, do you know what I mean? Right. But I think it's five and five with CT and Sandra still like it's kind of like swing. they're right. gonna, they're voting independent. Their votes are up for grabs, kind of deal. But Sandra is totally with uh, the Bravos because she calls them the faithful of the faithfuls, and she's not part of it. So she's totally like with the Bravos. Now I think she can be swayed. Yeah. Sandra will go with the numbers. Game. I think she's playing the game like Sari. Yeah. Sandra. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think Phaedra was in the beginning. Um, but she's drawn the line clear that she's with them. I think now Sandra a hundred percent is playing. Damn, like Suri. This is interesting. So you're saying that you think if Sari was a faithful, this is how she would be playing it. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Like when you meet Sari, she's like your favorite aunt or like your big sister, like she's yeah. harmless. And like from a competition standpoint, she doesn't come off as threatening. Right. So it's like, you keep her around, right? And until that, you know, until the end, that's when she plays her cards. So 
you know, um, and that's kind of what Sandra's doing. Like, mm-hmm. he, Sandra he just playing, started doing a little gameplay. When you see that numbers, how her brain is starting to work, I was like, it's not a coincidence that Sarid chose Andy and Quentin. You know what I mean? Right. Like, that is not a coincidence. Right. Like, no. Sarid already knew she had the numbers with you and Rachel because, right. you know, you guys kind of came in as, as an alliance, right? So she right. needed two from, like, the new faces, right? That right. She was able to manipulate. Now she has five. So if you do the numbers, you're 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 picking them apart one by one. She got she knew who were gonna get eliminated from the beginning, right? Like mm-hmm. Brandy. I think Kate probably lasted longer than many expected. Mm-hmm. You know, even when I got eliminated, I thought Kate was the one that was gonna get murdered that day, so that I mm-hmm. could blow up Cody the next day. So mm-hmm. it was like her number game was exactly how you play it. But I, I still believe being a trader is way easier to being a faithful. Well, you just have an advantage. You have a huge advantage. You have a right. built-in Especially alliance. Especially when they solid the banishment when you're going to go home. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that was, like, unbelievable. Now, wait. Do the, does Phaedra does know Trishel's on to her or no? No. Okay. No, no. Trishel just mentions it to her. And I, I think only like he and, and Bergie, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Hey, we should go after Phaedra because yeah. she's the queen of that group. Right. Yeah. yeah. And the way she's playing it is, you know, really smart. But I think on that side, they know she's smart, you know, like they know that like she's with the, the boys, boys essentially. Right. Mm-hmm. And she got really butthurt when CT did, not no, it was terrible. I know we talked about that. What's the deal with him and John? Who knew him and John were so close? <laughs> well, they, John's they're... not even like a threat. John, John, John. Oh, my God. you don't even know. He doesn't even know who John is. Because <laughs> <laughs> like Kevin, who's Kevin? <laughs> you know what, John? Have you ever seen uh, this? Sounds terrible. I shouldn't say it, but I'm gonna say it. <laughs> Oh, here he like, goes. When, when John is running, he reminds me of a toddler that needs to go use the bathroom. I said penguin. <laughs> he's, I a, said, he's like a tippy-toe runner. He's a tippy-toe yes. runner. <laughs> he doesn't Man, bend his not, knees. That's not even the worst thing that you and I have talked about on this podcast before. No. <laughs> I'm talking about like Aaron like Hernandez like and OJ Simpson people. as like people right. they should cast on the traders. <laughs> oh, that is, yeah, that was, that was, uh, we'll have to bleep out that name over there, Jack. yeah no i think i think if like when people watch the traders because they want to see a banishment or a murder right yeah and when we just uh watch something that was just a tease of the inevitable inevitable um, yeah like you just feel like you got you know the carpet pulled from underneath you a little bit i know that was brutal I, I mean, Carverty should be thanking her lucky stars, actually. Lucky producers. Um, I think one Seriously. way that this, this would have worked out better if this was like last season where they dropped the whole season as a binge. So right. maybe they don't realize that you cannot do this on a reality show where people are waiting a whole week to watch a show. And then you've got a nothing episode where you get no outcome. Like if you're dropping the whole series as a binge, you could have an extra hour of that like that's acceptable because then you just move on you watch the next episode and you forget about right. it i wonder if they'll like lose viewership this week between this week and next like if people will be that like i'm not watching anymore 
<laughs> I, they didn't get to banish anybody. Press, they just did the press tour over here in New York. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it's crazy. It's like I'm getting more followers, more more messages just on the show. Just, I think the they've done such a phenomenal job on season two. Yeah. On the marketing aspect of it, right? Yeah. Like, well, yeah. They have the postmortem. They they they're doing a ton more interviews with the contestants. Yep. A lot more socials. Yeah. Like, definitely. like they even had commercials during football. Like I think I was watching one of the playoff games and there was a commercial. There weren't any commercials last year. No. No, no, they're the going first, all well, if this is poker, they're going all in. This is Yeah. The, <laughs> the budget's definitely bigger, I will say. <laughs> I mean, the competitions, the competitions are, are better, right? Everything. Yeah. Um it was uh it's cool though. It's cool, like even from a con- a former contestant, like I've definitely become a fan of this. Yeah. Um, uh, but I do think they have to even continue to like expand and think outside the box and um uh, and they have to keep consistent with murders and banishments. I was talking I, to Jack about this earlier, and I said, you know, it, we're all mad from a fan standpoint, right, that nobody got murdered but or banished, but uh, there's so much show left. There's going to be so many more twists, I bet, that we're like, where the hell did that come from, you know? Right. right. Um, but it is such a good show. I mean, I can't wait till, like, the next episode comes out. So, and my See, kids are so way. into it. I f- I felt that way every week and now I'm just kind of like, okay, like when we get to Tuesday, Wednesday, I'll start getting excited, but I don't feel excited. Like I'm not like counting the days down to next week, which I had felt all season long. I got a question for you, Bam, because we only have so much time. Um, and then Steph's going to do a little bit of listener questions. So I want to ask you this. If you were playing on this season, how would you be playing maybe different from how you got, you didn't really get a chance to play the first time around, but if you were on this season, what would you be doing? Yeah, so here's the thing. Season one, I was vo- I was vocal. Like, obviously, I knew the contestants, right? Um, but, you know, I didn't know, like, I didn't, I, I don't know reality TV. Like, I, like, I feel like after the show, I was like, oh, let me, let me watch Survivor. Let me watch Big Brother, you know, like. Right, right. And, and so, like, I relied on people to tell me who was who, you know. Um, and I think that would help me going into the game. I knew obviously Ryan and um, you know Cody and and even Steph because my my dad watches Survivor and I, I knew Cody from his one season, but other than that, like I didn't really know of these shows. So like, I wish you know the one regret I have is I wish I was more aggressive on night one when I when I when I knew it was Cody because I think right. if I called out Cody night one when after the whole Shield event. Um, that would have like changed the whole dynamic of the game. Right. You know, now in this season, I would have been aggressive because I'm going for those shields. <laughs> right. Like every and you're time. probably winning them too. Right. Like I'm going for the shields. You know what I mean? So like it allows me at least the opportunity not to like go to bed at night knowing that I'm not going to get murdered the next day and then really, right. really do some, you know, inspector gadget type of stuff um because on the first season i just stayed quiet listened and like observed and Mm -hmm. and that allowed me to to identify cody i just got murdered right before i was gonna do it i mean i was the same way 
Because it's hard. If you're like that vocal, outspoken, I mean, you're kind of damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. And it was the first time the show had ever been done. I mean, they have ours to go off of and all these other seasons. We got, what, two seasons from Amsterdam or whatever it was that you had to read the (laughs) subtitles while you were watching. You couldn't even watch the show, you know? So it was like a brand new thing. Everyone that was vocal in our season died. Like, they, That's the thing. Like Reza was gone. Like they right. all the loud mouths were gone fast. Kyle was gone. Like because Kyle was catching up. As soon as I started saying and really speaking, I was gone. Rachel was gone. So well, it's, it's, it's the so, game is just different. The game is just different. Like it, it's a hard uh, game to play if you're a faithful. Right. I mean, it's it's hard as a trader because you have to keep up with the lie and the facade of it all, which Cody just was like me on Snake in the Grass. He just I knew from day one, too, because the way he was acting. But and his 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 manner is in the car driving places and at the challenges versus in the castle. He was like a different person constantly. And like, yeah, you know, the reality is I needed my ally to protect me. Right. Like I needed Christian to protect me. And. I've always had a sense that he was, it was either him or Quentin because I was just doing the math. I was like, all right, so we're in the castle with half of celebrities and mm-hmm. half new faces. Like mm-hmm. the show wants celebrities at the end of it. Right. Just because, you know, they're, they, they're the attraction. Yeah. So like if, when I was doing the number, I was like, okay, I have this feeling that the majority of the traders are probably celebrities and probably one of us is a trader. Right. I mean, w- one of the new faces is a trader. So mm-hmm. And then, you know, Christian, how um, extroverted he was, Mm -hmm. I'm like, that man is in power, but I feel protected by him because we bonded for days, right? So Mm -hmm. I was like, all right, at the end of the day, he's going to protect me until I fish out the others. Mm -hmm. So part of it is luck. Like, Sari was protecting Steph, right? And and Rachel. So it's just part of it's luck, part of it's who you're getting casted with. Um, It's a lot of luck. Yeah. You know, because he could have protected you longer, but she could have cut our throats sooner. Right. It's so much luck involved when you're you like, oh, getting ba- like, you know, getting murdered. Like, oh, bam. Why? Right. It's like anyone could have been a why at that moment. Right. And that's what they were doing. They right. wanted it just to be a why. No rhyme or reason. Bam. Would you say that Marcus Jordan was the bam of season two? Yeah, I think he was smart. I, I do think he was smart. Yeah. He was he supposedly people love him. Yeah. He was like one of the most favorite on that show. Yeah, I would, they got I would rid say of him he was very, he was very comparable to my temperament, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. And it was a similar murder where it was kind of like presented to the viewers, like, oh, weird. What? Why? Oh, that doesn't make yeah. sense. Yeah. Yep. So all right, Steph, do you have anything else traders related for BAM before we move on to the football? No, we can move on to football. I, I didn't right. make Steph, a ton of notes. Are you hosting? I wish I was. I was supposed to I'm supposed to be in Arizona right now. And unfortunately I'm not I'm not out there quite yet. I'm supposed to be out in Arizona for like two months. I was planning on going to Super Bowl party, hanging out with some friends out there. So I've got nothing going on. It's pretty don't, sad. Don't tell me, me best friends, friends, just normal friends. <laughs> not as good as friends as you guys. Steph, are you hosting o- over at the at the Kendrick's residence? Um, I am not. I'm in a Valentine's Day golf tournament with my husband, mm. and I loathe golfing. Like, who starts golfing in their forties? <laughs> Dumb. I actually Dumb. just started. I just started. So, do you like it? 
I, I do. It's very. Um, oh, it's so frustrating. Well, Are here's you the thing. My Italian brother-in-law got yeah. me. He, it's like our thing now. And, um, and he hyped me up because like when I first swung, I had the power. And he was like, all right. And then within like a month, I was like, like solid. And he was like, I, I effing hate you because where you at <laughs> has taken me years. Years. And it's right. just because of natural, like, you know, I used to play baseball. And so it's just yeah. a natural right. ability. That's what they right? say if you're athletic. Yeah. That's it. It's, so now I'm like, since, since he like, you know, buttered my biscuit a little bit now, I'm like, all right. Yes. I had to, like, yes. you know, get the best cleats, gloves. You yes. know, like, I, I got to play the part now. Yes. <laughs> People have buttered mine too. And they're like, wow, you know, like I, not many girls can drive the ball that far. Like if, if, if I hit it, if I don't whiff or if I don't pop it or if I don't slice right, or if all the things, you know, I'm like, thanks. But anyway, we are golfing in a, in a very frustrating lovers uh, golf tournament. And then my friend is hosting and my son is in a baseball tournament. If he's back from two hours away, Kyle's brother and sister-in-law are coming and staying with us for a while and they're actually taking our son to the golf tournament so we can golf. It's already been planned. And then we're going to a party. I'm not hosting to answer your question. <laughs> got, it. got it. But I'm going All to right, a well, party. Let's, get to the, let's do the picks. I got a lot okay. of thoughts on golf, but we'll be here too long if we talk golf. Uh, um, so, so all right, bam, you, you asked me for a pick. Can I turn the tables and let you give a pick first? Or do you want me to give the pick? So it's, it's tough to bet against, you know, Patrick, because he is arguably going to be one of the best quarterbacks to ever do it when, when you know, the, his time is done. But this, Porter, this 49ers team is, they got it. I mean, all facets of the game, offense, defense. Um, I hate how people bash Brock Purdy um, because, you know, you. I think we've all been hearing it, game manager, whatever the the weapons around him but you could say that about any super bowl winning team right like peyton had the team brett Favre's had the team aaron Rodgers had the teams so like you know how do you stop the 49ers you have the offensive player of the year in christian mccaffrey you have kittles who's a finish who's just a beast when it comes to blocking and pass catching and then you have the x factor in debo samuels and brandon Ayuk. and then on the defensive end like if you can even get the ball out of your hands when you have Young and Bosa, like, good luck. You know, so the only way you can ever, ever expose the 49ers on the back end um, by airing out the ball. But I don't think Patrick Mahomes has the weapons and the consistency to do it. Like, you'll shut down, you know, you'll shut down Travis Kelsey by, you know, um, hitting him off the line, right, because he's getting older. And I could say that because we played the same year. <laughs> um, and then you, you spy Patrick with, you know, the linebackers court, and then you just let Bosa and Young get after him because I don't have the faith in the, in the offensive tackles to hold them up for longer than, you know, two and a half seconds. Was that a good ESPN pitch for you? That was great. You didn't give a score though. Mm, score. Wait, let me see what my numbers were. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, was, I think the I think the 49ers are favored by two points, I want to say. I, I think the 49ers are going to win by 10, to be honest. I've got I, them winning I, by I, eight. I've got them. I'm going to say 24-16. I think it's going to be a good day for Harrison Butker. I think it's going to come down to how can they convert in 49ers territory. And like you said, I think 
the you know i could see a valdez scantling drop and i can't even is pacheco playing is he playing or is he out pacheco uh, yeah pacheco's playing i could see a fumble somewhere like i feel like that like for what you're saying they've this is the best chiefs defense that they've had during this whole run but it's their worst offense in right. terms of weapons around patrick mahomes so I think they've taken this thing as far as it can go. I think the NFL is going to be very happy that they got Taylor Swift in the Super Bowl. Which, um, <laughs> That's damn, I'm glad you're your eyes. Taylor Listen, Swift. I am, not a, I am not a hater, but when I see her more than I see the highlights, oh, I know. Very oh, hate it. It's crazy. I hate it. It's very yeah. infuriating. You know, so I'm going to go 24 her, I'll just watch her movie on, you know, on freaking Amazon Prime or whatever. Right. Platform. It's like, I want to watch football. Not not watch the notebook on the field. You know what I mean? I know. Uh, <laughs> I love the love story. Agree. It's great, but it's you know, it's there's a time and place for it. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm over. It. I was never into it, so I can't say I'm over it. I just don't don't care. Not in the pop culture stuff. I think it's hilarious that she was just on the Grammys and there was no mention of him at all. And then at <laughs> when like at the Super Bowl, all they talk about is her and at every football game. So it's like it's it's definitely not equal. <laughs> no, I mean, not know, equal I, love. I, I can guarantee you, not many people knew who was Travis Kelsey outside of the football. No, no. And then there's that other guy. What's his name? And he's married to Miss America or dating or engaged, and she's like gorgeous, and no one even talks McCaffrey. about them. McCaffrey. Yeah. And yeah. whatever her name is, and nothing, nothing about them. She's Just everything about Taylor. Him. She has a cult following. It is, but listen, she makes bangers. I mean, from time to time, you know, <laughs> from time to time, you'll listen. still hear me singing her songs in the shower. I'm like, you know, it is what it is. Last it night, is. the bananas, her old school stuff came on. And I was like, I like the old school Taylor. I don't know about this new stuff. But it's a, it's a known fact that country music is the number one genre in the country. So yeah. she started her career in country, then went to pop, yeah. right? So like, right she's been able to evolve her music into different generations. So like you literally have little girls and, you know, women yeah. that are like yeah. crying for her. Right. So she's definitely making the NFL a lot of money. Great job, Taylor. They, just, they, just said she <laughs> they love it. Yeah, she's generated over $300 million for the NFL. A hundred percent. And then by her, by her wearing that jacket, I don't know if you saw that, but um, Diamond yeah. one, Does she yeah, wear like, like a, a big jacket. So one yeah. of the football players, um, his wife makes these custom jackets, awesome jackets. I actually like wanted one, and then until you realize it, they're thousands and thousands of dollars. Yeah. Taylor Swift wore hers. Overnight, this girl gets a licensing deal with the NFL. So yeah. it's like the power that she has. I mean, it's good, right? Because like, there's more eyes on it. But right. I give her a year or two before she's doing a halftime show. What happens when they break up? That song is going to be deadly. <laughs> that is going to be unbelievable that, that, because I don't see any ring in the, uh, in the future. If he's not retired by then, that song might drive him to retirement. Steph, I'm 100%. watching the clock for you. I need a pick from you. A pick for me? Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with the Mahomes team. Kansas City. <laughs> Kansas City. Chiefs. Teaming up with Danny once again. 
is that I'm going to go with my good old best ex-best friend, Danny Boatwright, <laughs> who beat me on Survivor Guatemala. I'm oh, going to Kansas stuff. for a volleyball tournament with my daughter for the first time. We're going to try to find Dorothy, and I'm going to root for the Chiefs. <laughs> awesome. Okay, well, Bam, uh, we got to let you go here. We got to run and get to a couple of listener questions. So why don't you throw out your social media or anything you want to plug or promote in addition to the cruise? Yeah, no, if you want to follow me, it's Robert underscore Bam underscore Nieves, um, like snow. And then, uh, like I said, just come join us at the cruise um, so you guys can have a good time with us on the show. Uh, and then the first shot will be on me. <laughs> cruise of deception. Be there. Be square. That's going to be fun. Best friends. We'll talk. Bye, BF, right. Bam. See you, Bam. Thanks, Bye. man. My good friend, Bam. All right, good Steph, friend, that was fun. Bam. That was great. That was fun. He's so awesome. I love him. He, he's he is so sweet. I loved being around him on the show, too, for the five seconds. He was just great. Smart. <laughs> he was a good trainer. He was a good And then he was gone. Like, he, was, he was. You needed him. You needed Amanda, who you lost, and you needed Michael, and you lost all three of them. Those guys I were I know. They were you. good ones. They were good ones. And Kyle. Kyle Cook was a really good one. Yeah. He was yeah. onto it. Yeah, I wish I wish Kyle Cook was one of the, someone they they brought back this season. He would have been. I know. Great. He would be great. I wish he was coming so on the cruise. Got, He's a good time. We've got. <laughs> oh, oh! You wish he was coming on the cruise? Oh my god, he's so much fun. <laughs> okay, so we've only got a few minutes here. We want okay. to get to your listener questions, and we'll do this again okay. next week. So first things first, I got a question here from the Moonwalker One Hundred One. Stephanie, if you were to play traitors again as a faithful, how would you play differently? Um, I would definitely plant more seeds um, and be a little more vocal. Not too vocal, but I would be a little more vocal. This is from an anonymous user. They asked, would Steph ever do the show again? And if so, what would you do differently the second time around? So similar to the first, there's just, I definitely would do traders again. And I would love to be a trader because I have practiced my lying. <laughs> uh, what are some tweaks they'll need to make for future seasons? They got to stop picking the traders. Like they've got to do it in front of people at random because it becomes too much of a guessing game for the people. Um, like the obvious trader pick and the obvious not trader. So you're probably a trader and the guy and the girl and the this and the that. So I think they should like literally do it at random in front of people and like draw like out of a hat or whatever. All right. Very good. Stephanie, do you think traders US should include civilians in season three? or keep it to only celebrities going forward, or perhaps an all-civilian season and then all celebrities and just trade off? Would love to know your opinion on the format of the show. I mean, I think... I think an all-civilian season would be awesome because it does become a little bit of a, oh, well, you were a celebrity, so you're probably a traitor. Or it was mentioned on our season, you're a celebrity, so you don't need the money. So it was like a whole argument about money and things like that, which is was completely ridiculous because some of the civilians on our season were very successful. 
Um, so I think right now the show is just really getting big and the celebrities that are on it, even just season two are a huge draw for them and the personalities and they just know how to bring drama, especially those Bravo types um, is very exciting. I think when the show becomes very established, they could do a, a like really mix it up and maybe just do an all civilian season. But I think the biggest draw and I'm not against civilians. I went on Survivor as a civilian and I loved it because I loved watching fellow civilians just compete in a game type show like that. Um, I do think the big draw is people want to see drama. People want to see arguments. People want to see personalities that they've already watched in other settings play this type of a game. So I think the all celebrity type thing is a bigger draw right now. I do think so. I think it's big in terms of, uh, oh my gosh, Johnny Bananas and Sandra are on the same show. Like, what's that yeah. show? I got to watch it. So I think yeah. with building the brand, I think you're dead right. Um, the next one is a question that goes hand in hand with that. And there's only one more after that. And this question is, do you think the show should switch to having two seasons a year or do you prefer it once a year? Oh, definitely two a year. I mean, this is, this is popular. Like, it's the number one unscripted reality show out. It just won a Grammy. They've got to go to two a year, just like Survivor. Number one on streaming, by the way. Yep. Not well, not it's, it's not outrating the cable shows yet. It's or, mainly I mean, yeah, it, it is only streamed. I mean it's supposed to be on NBC, but I still haven't seen it on NBC. Go ahead. Yeah, no. Um, so I think it'd be cool if we do two seasons a year, do the second one in the summertime. Because I think mm -hmm. part of what makes it work is you got they're taking advantage of this time right now at the start of the year before Survivor starts. I guess it would be running at the same time as Big Brother if it ran in the summer. But I guess they could start it in like mid-May and then run that into Big Brother started like late July, I think, this last season. So, um, yeah, or August. Yeah. Do it in the summer. Do that one. And then, like you said, maybe in a couple of years, we could have the summer season be the civilian season and then the uh, winter season can be the celebrity season. And I, I think people love the whole idea of it being in a castle. Like if I could go back, I, my wardrobe would be way more dramatic. Like people do love seeing like what they're coming in as even the guys, when they come in with the berets and the different suits and the plaids, I mean, and, and they love Alan's whole look. And then you're like running through mud in these like gorgeous outfits, like, that's kind of all part of it too, right? Because you really are not acting. You're on a reality show. It's not scripted, but then you're looking like you're, you know, on some in some fabulous movie in a castle. So I would change my, I would up my wardrobe game. And let's do a like survivor all-stars. Let's do a traders all-stars at some point. Traders all-stars would be cool. I do believe they will probably do that after like, yeah. you know, four or five seasons under their belt. They'd probably have enough for like 20 all-stars to come back. That'd be cool. I'd like to partake in that. Traders, people. Final question from the listeners. I give you the right to pass on this question if you want. Hi, Steph. Who is the most frustrating Oolong member and why? I think it was Jolanda and we got rid of her very early. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why we got rid of her immediately. She was just way too mouthy and the whole first challenge, we just needed fire. We just needed freaking flint and steel just to like get our lives semi livable. 
in a very unlivable condition and we didn't even get that. So she had to go. <laughs> well, this was a fun segment. We look forward to getting more listener questions from you guys in the future. So please comment on the YouTube. Give us your questions for next week. You can ask us about the traders. You can ask, we can do some of these. You can give a survivor question in there for Steph. That's right. Uh, Steph. Thank you for your time today. This was a blast. Thank you. I have, yes, I do have a couple more notes. This was a lot of fun. Thank you. Okay, Um, good. I was watching the time for you. So if you're... Yes, no, I have to go. But because I, yeah, I'm going to be going live with Sandra today. So I've got to go and get ready for that. But um, yes, that's going to be fun. I'll talk to her about the traders. Good friend. Best friend. Best. Um, (laughs) Okay, Kate, um, who I do think came off a little like trying too hard with the one-liners, I think was a little bit funny in this episode because she was hysterical walking through the woods again. And she's like, oh, great. Because who was her partner, Cherie? Who was her partner in the challenge? I can't, I can't remember, honestly. She, whoever her partner was, like, got, they got the thing wrong, went up in the grab bag of leaves and she's like great she's chilling in a hammock i'm over here getting bit by ticks like she's just like walking saying stuff and like it was typical kate but that's not planned out like that is so off yeah the it's like she's reacting to stuff it's better yeah when she's so that was hilarious and then she said something else that was like so funny shoot i thought i wrote it down this was like the line and you had to like really listen to hear her say it. And you were like, Oh my God, wait, do I not have it? This was so Was it the line about like, I got to hang out in a hammock. I didn't get dirty. So this was a win for me. No, she said something like, Oh, somebody said, hurry up before. Oh, this is what it was. Um, Alan goes, all right, hurry up before you lose more dignity and she goes i don't have any left and she just like walks away <laughs> like, <laughs> i'm like oh my god she literally said i have no dignity left it's just gone but all right i think that was all i had i thought kate rachel was funny with that award. we forgot to give out the rachel Riley oh award yeah yeah well phaedra hold on oh best faithful best faithful I'd go Sandra this week. I think Sandra's in the best spot. Yeah. Sandra was good and Trishel, the two of them. Yeah, Trishel. I'm just concerned about Trishel's future because this could this is a big, big murder. Hopefully she can survive it. We gotta give it to Sandra. She's definitely in a great spot. And we know? didn't even mention it. Sandra won the shield and she never won an immunity or reward challenge individually on Survivor. Like she was notorious as being not very good at the challenges. So she oh, just yeah. And her and Kevin won. That yes. was hysterical. Yes. Wasn't that great? So it's yes. Sandra this week. Yes. Sandra and then Sandra calling Peter the star of the... Oh, no. That, I think that was um, poverty. She's no. like, Peter's like the star of the Faithfuls. <laughs> <laughs> I liked uh, Phaedra calling him the Peter Pals. That was that was good. Oh, the Peter Pals. Yes. <laughs> yes. Phaedra Prediction was a little more... My prediction for next week is they're going to get rid of like an MJ because it's too obvious to get rid of a Bergie. And then Parvati will go in the banishment and uh, Phaedra will recruit. I'm going to predict I'm concerned about Trishel. I hope I'm wrong. 
I am concerned I about Trishel. I think they're going to take out one of those, someone from that group. I think it's going to be Trishel. However, you've been right way more than I have so far this season. So <laughs> I feel like I it makes me question my thoughts on this. But I'll say Trishel you know goes what's... out. And I think Parvati is going to get banished next round. You know what's funny? Like, I've never won any of these shows, but I do have a very good sense. I, and and Rachel and I were like going back and forth. The reason I truly have never won really is because I'm always a threat. But mm-hmm. we, I was watching the Hunger Games over Christmas. We had friends in town. <laughs> have you ever seen the Hunger Games? Yes. Yep. I have never seen the Hunger Games. And I really do have to go after this, but I'm leaving with this. And I watched <laughs> it with Kyle's best friend, T-Dub, that was in town, his wife's death. I called everything before it happened, right before it happened. She was literally like, I can't believe you were like calling this. I called it even down to the new president. Like that was the woman (laughs) and she went against the woman and she's like, and I'm like, because from a strategic standpoint, I was like, I don't even know the girl's name. I was the girl that could shoot the thing. I was like in her mind. Katniss. Katniss. So, you know, my time is coming. I have more shows in store to win because I'm just, I call things. Steve Scuff's going to get a dub here on the cruise. So make sure you follow her on Instagram. That's right. At Steph underscore LaGrosa underscore Kendrick. That's right. Sign up for the Cruise of Deception. Cruise of Deception. Thank you, Jack. Always a treat. Thank you. All right, y'all. That concludes our conversation today with our good friends, Stephanie and Bam. Uh, Great time talking traders as always today. We'll be back again next week for another recap. I think next week it's just going to be me and Steph because I think we have to record on a Thursday. So we'll be watching the screener and then releasing it on Friday. So record, watch the screener, release it. And then since nobody else will be able to watch it, I think it'll just be us two. However, that could change. We might, if we have a guest on, it means that we recorded something on a Friday. I can't remember what day we're recording, but plan on me and Steph. If you guys want to ask Steph or me questions, leave it here in the comments. Hit that like button. Please subscribe. Uh, And then you can also leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts if you want. Uh, We appreciate that as well. Um, I'm also going to release an episode next week with Gabriel Rincones Jr. He is a minor league player in the Phillies system. Fitting because Stephanie, of course, married a Phillies World Series champion. And... It's going to be it's going to be a good conversation. He's a minor leaguer, he's a top 10 prospect in their farm system, and best of all, he's actually from Scotland. So I've released I recorded that episode. I'll be releasing it actually probably a few weeks after I taped it. Um, we've had a number of those interviews lately. I mean, if you're a sports fan, we have done a lot with I mean, we had that big Anthony Rendon interview a month ago. And then we also had We've had some other prospects, DJ Hers and Oliver Dunn, and we hope to have some more uh, as we move into baseball season. And also, we're going to be doing a MLB preview series on this show each week. I'll be I'm not entirely sure when it's going to start, but it'll be each episode. We'll cover each division, all three National League divisions, all three American League divisions. And it's going to be a very fun conversation. Uh I'll have different guests on for each episode, some of my media friends, baseball friends. Uh, They will be joining me on here 
for an MLB preview series. So make sure you guys are all subscribed. You're not going to miss out on that. You can follow me on social media at Jack Vita Show. And until next week, I'm Jack Vita, bringing the dance to the lobsters.